listen to the show, you know that my happy place is nature. About 22 years ago, I moved to New England. I was a bit nervous because I was a California girl through and through. I don't like humidity from visiting my relatives in Chicago in the summers, and I don't like the cold because I never really experienced it. Well, I live in a town that's two-thirds conservation land, and nature is my best friend. And it's it's really the only thing that has kept me here. What I haven't done yet, and I've talked about it, and you're going to go, oh, gosh, Lisa, you always say you're going to do it. You never do it. I haven't planted a garden. But if anything is going to inspire me, I know you should see the look on this handsome man's face. (laughs) How to Grow, Nurture Your Garden, Nurture Yourself by Marcus Bridgewater. Marcus Bridgewater is a creator, educator, motivational speaker, and plant enthusiast. He is a personality behind Garden Marcus on social media, which demonstrates that a positive, knowledgeable approach to nurturing plants also helps us to grow as people. And he is founder and CEO of Choice Forward. Garden Marcus joins us now, and his book is a must read. And I read four to six books a week, and this book is like amazing. Hi, Marcus. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. I wish you could just come over and we can hang out and we can garden and go for walks in the woods. But at any rate, I want to jump right into your book. Tell us about your grandmother's garden and how that influenced you. Um, You know, it's, it's one of those things you don't appreciate until later in life. Uh, it really does a number on your psyche when you think back to something and it's like, oh, gosh, that was so precious. Uh, it had kumquat trees and, and begonias. It had roses and hibiscus. It had uh, all kinds of different things, orange trees and apple trees, Um Massive trees all over the yard, so many plants and flowers. I can't even think of all the names of the things. It was a really beautiful space. She had done a lot to cultivate that space over many, many, many years. And that really had a profound effect on you. I mean, clearly, uh, of Mm -hmm. all the work that you're doing. And what I find so amazing with the book is that you draw these parallels between humans and nature and looking at the way plants grow and you can't force it and looking at are they in the right place sometimes people sometimes you don't want these two plants together because the roots are going to grow too strong and kill the other plant just like with relationships so it's amazing i love this you wrote i learned that growth cannot be forced only fostered Mm -hmm. expand on that for us marcus you know it was one of the lessons that uh profoundly changed how i interacted with my students how i interacted with family and everyone and and it came from um uh, a bunch of my plants needing to be moved around and almost musical chaired and that's what led to them thriving it was uh not until i stopped to take them and put them in the other place that all of a sudden they took off. And I was like, that's not me. That's, that's actually the plant responding to its environment. And then I thought, Oh, if I hadn't have made this place shady and welcoming for worms and all those other things, it it wouldn't have thrived here. So where I put something really, really matters, but I'm not the one that's driving its energy. I'm I'm not the one that's driving its inspiration. I'm just the one cultivating an environment where it's going to thrive. Yeah. And that's what we need to do for ourselves. And your book is such a great tool. When did this come to you to look at the plans and go, wait a second, they're doing something right. We can learn a lot from this. (laughs) Um, You know, it's uh one of those things that happens kind of gradually, it really was 
as I was finding myself being rewarded from the garden and finding my well-being starting to thrive in the garden, I, I was having all of these moments of, wow, this is incredible and whoa. And so one of those I just mentioned about that I couldn't make it grow, but I could foster the environment. Another one was putting many plants together in a single planter and watching the plant roots spread out in that planter. Some went to the, the very bottom, some were shallow, some occupied the middle, but watching as the plants did their best to work together to balance so that they could all grow. I saw my students in the plants, my, my group of students who would come in every year, a new group, and how that group of students had to learn to work together so that we could have a productive class. Uh, and a lot of that had to do with me as the teacher, the gardener, nurturing those minds so that they would grow in a way that was healthy. Marcus, in the book, you talk about growing up with a lisp and roticism and the hard work that it took. And in chapter five, you touch on persistence. And in chapter four, you touch on patience. And on chapter six, you touch on experimenting, take notes and try again and, and, and not giving up and not, not rushing your growth. Talk to us about this and how that helped you with these challenges. It was a, a speech impediment. Um, it was uh rolling my r's and and then the slurring of my s's um the the ability to control my my cadence and my tongue was not something i was very skilled at early on uh and it took a lot of practice a lot of training and um i'm reminded again as you you mentioned those chapters the patience it took for me to try to communicate when it was so difficult and um, the patience it took to find uh, forgiveness in others who were not necessarily as patient with me. Um, so sending patience because I, I wanted patience so that I didn't feel rushed. And then on, on that same thought process, uh, the persistence, right? If I hadn't have been really focused and, and, and dedicated to trying, uh, being able to change those things, I don't know if it would have happened as easily. You know, one of the things I love about the book is you share these stories, Marcus tales, and you talk about digging up this ant hole, right? And not realizing consequences. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, one of the, um, most fascinating experiments of my young age, a great time and also a sad time for my grandmother. Um, <laughs> but, and also for the yard, cause the yard was literally never the same, but uh, we followed those ants literally to every end of the yard. And I mean, in every direction. So you just imagine tunnels going in these little pathways all over like, maybe 12 tunnels starting from a center pile and the center pile is like that big. And you just dig, 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 dig. So dig so deep. You can get inside it. Yeah. Uh, a great time as a oh, kid. Yeah. Highly recommend it. If you get your kids <laughs> digging, they will love being outside. Let them get dirty. Fingernails all grimy. Uh, they'll have to wash their hands and whatnot, but it's a great time. Just be conscious. You could fall in the hole. Yes. Yes. And people have to get the book to find out what we're talking about. Who fell in the hole? How to grow, nurture your garden, nurture yourself. In uh, chapter two, 
you talk about preparation, uh, make a plan for growth. You say negative thoughts are like weeds. And you also talk about how you can, you, you need to observe that that's the first step to develop a positive mindset. Talk to us about that. As with anything, I think that acting on something without having stopped to study what it is you're about to act on can create chaos. Um, and so in a lot of ways, I, I think that in all aspects of life, before we as human beings assert change, we really need to think about what we want to change. And in order to think about that, we have to stop and study it. We have to stop and look at it, take notes. And that's the observation stage, the, the stage of stopping to look, not act necessarily, the action is in the recording and in, in the observation itself, because in order to do that, you have to really focus and you have to stop and, and pay attention. And I think often we think we're doing that, but we haven't actually stopped to really do it. Yep. I also love that the book is divided into three parts, mental health, physical fitness, and then you also have spiritual awareness. And within these, you have so many different analogies that are just so incredible. I also love the way you see physical fitness. Hmm. One of the things I've been doing lately on Health Power is, is kind of moving away from, you know, six-pack abs and like, just move your body, find joyful movement, go outside, right? right? Exactly. And I think there's such, there's this this paradigm shift I think we need that we can be in different size bodies and really be healthy and really mm -hmm. move and mm -hmm. eat whole foods and get out in the garden. So mm -hmm. I really appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. It really means a lot to me. And I, I meant it every word. Uh, the, the fact is, I've seen it with my own eyes. When you appreciate who you are, um, and, and you've been mobile and you've been active um, and, and your joints and your ligaments and your muscles are all working together. People can judge what they want to judge all day long, but you're still strong. You're still healthy. You're still moving. It's to be appreciated. It's to be respected and utilized in whatever form it is in our community. But if we don't do that, right, not only are we wasting precious resources of each other we're also wasting energy in this scrutiny that was unnecessary to change things that didn't need to be changed so it's like woohoo! it's time for me to talk about the wonderful sponsor this month athletic greens i started taking ag1 because i don't like taking pills and vitamins i wanted a supplement that tastes great a light tropical mild flavor i start my day with ag1 with one delicious scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens this helps with your nervous system your gut health your immune system i notice i have more energy i have more focus what i love about it too is that it's lifestyle friendly so whether you eat keto paleo vegan dairy-free, gluten-free. It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And speaking of habits, AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. On here on Health Power, that's what I want you to do. I want to give you the tools to help you take care of yourself. And that's why I'm so excited about AG1. Now, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs 
bags with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash power. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash power to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimately daily nutritional insurance. Oh, exactly. I love embracing differences. You talk about this with, uh, I'm going to, don't know if I'm going to say this right, epiphyllium plants. And tell us, tell, yes, tell us about those and what that has to do with like appreciating form. Um, so there are uh, these different kinds of plants that uh, have kind of curls to them and tendrils to them. And uh, they, they hang in a way that makes them spiky. Some people find them to be uh, uh, un, un, um, visually unappealing. Some people find them to be um, an eyesore, so to say. But I like them. And so it reminded me in a lot of ways of the fact that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Uh, so often we want something to look like something else. Um, but if we're constantly trying to have something look like something else, we again, don't respect that thing. And we end up, um, losing the essence of what that thing can provide us in terms of as a resource and as, uh, a a companion. Well, I looked up that plan. I think it looks beautiful, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, in the last few minutes, I want to talk about something that you touched on again and again, again and again in the book, um, hobbies, habits, and routines. And you ask a great question. Ask yourself, are my hobbies, habits, and routines helping me grow? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think that that is a question many of us have not stopped to ask ourselves, and we take for granted that they are what they are. Um, and that's just what it will be. Uh, that's just what it is. The amount of times I've heard those statements in conjunction to my hobbies or my habits and what my routine has become, uh, I find that to be oppressive in a lot of ways and, and mentally stunting. And so the more we're conscious that we can change our habits, the more we're conscious that we have control and, and agency in where we place our inspiration for our hobbies. Um, we can reshape routines that are healthy and, and actually create cohesion in our lives and in the lives of others. Yeah, it's really amazing. I love this too. Again, I mentioned that the three tenets of growth are, you talk about mental health, physical health, and spiritual awareness. Just tell us a little bit before we go about spiritual awareness. Um, spiritual awareness, uh, for me, it is the act of, of nurturing the inner inspiration and motivation, the core flame within and, and acknowledging that your core flame, uh, with a, a kind of connectivity is rooted within the flame of others. And so you share your world with other organisms that are also growing and you share your space with those organisms as well. And so for me, the spiritual awareness is about the ability to nurture yourself so that you're growing and the consciousness of your mind and your body, but also to make sure that that is contributing to your community and nurturing your environment as well. And so for me, spiritual awareness is about the consciousness 
of your well-being and how that well-being is affecting the well-being of others. Oh, God, I love that. Okay, in the last minute, what advice do you have for a novice gardener like me or somebody who's never done anything in the garden, even though I love nature? <laughs> um, okay, so my advice is um, be willing to fail a hundred times. Like find that inside you, the, the, the energy to say, I might get this wrong a ton of times, but I'm going to keep on taking notes so that I learn something. And, and in that essence, um, go and find a plant somewhere that you feel called to, that you feel connected to. Um, don't just look up a plant and think, oh, I'm going to go get this plant. Go to a grocery store, go to a department store, go to a nursery and walk around the plants and see which plant calls to you. And you'll be fascinated by that experience because what happens is you're like, oh, this is the plant. This is the one. And and it makes it easier to research, easier to nurture, easier to care for. And it makes when you lose it, if you're likely to have been starting off and you, you might fail, um, it makes it that much more memorable for you to try again. So don't be afraid of the loss. Use the loss as fuel for your growth. Marcus, there's so much more to talk about. I hope you'll come back for a real hour-long podcast because this this has been such a joy and such a treat. Tell us all the ways we can find you and your incredible book, How to Grow, Nurture Your Garden, Nurture, your, nurture Yourself, excuse me, Marcus Bridgewater. Um, you can find me all over social media, TikTok at Garden Marcus, Instagram, Garden underscore Marcus. Uh, you can find me at GardenMarcus.com and you can find my company at ChoiceForward.com. The book is at is on all those social medias and with links in the bio. So, and you can also check it out at your local bookstores. So, uh, go in and ask for how to grow, nurture your garden, nurture yourself. Well, you are absolutely fantastic, Marcus. Thank you so much, Lisa. This was a pleasure. Thank you so much for your enthusiasm and your appreciation and support. It literally made my day to get your video the other day. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. And we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.